Jesus House in Pursuit of God Discovering Purpose Maximizing Potential Impacting Lives This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London God bless you We're going to have a conversation with a group of people. And these are people who are practitioners of what we are talking about. And what are we talking about today? What is today about? Why all this green foliage? Um, this was our attempt at creating some sort of greenhouse. Uh, and please appreciate the people who created this greenhouse. Um, and, 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 and that's because today... Uh, we launch our greenhouse community. Amen. The, the, the Lord spoke to us as a church out of Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19. Um, Behold, I do a new thing, God said to us. That new thing is represented for us at Jesus' house by five strands. Uh, the first strand is what? A base. And it's not just a base, it's a new base. The second strand are our hubs. The third strand is the what? The no, the incubator. And the fourth strand is our greenhouse or our greenhouse community. And the fifth strand is the community of churches and church leaders we call rivers. Amen? So today we launch the greenhouse community. And um, just make welcome as they come up. These are people who are already doing what we are encouraging more to do um, as they come up to the stage. And they'll explain a bit about what they do and what they've been doing, some of them for many years. So please, first make welcome Pastor Phil. Make, make, make welcome Pastor Phil. <laughs> Phil, I'm wondering where you should sit. There? Okay. Uh, make welcome Tala Phillips. Make welcome Stephanie Solomon. And lastly, make welcome Tinuke Aderemi. Go and make them welcome as they come. So I'm not sure with all this COVID thing whether I'm allowed to do the gentlemanly thing of giving you a hand. I don't know, all this COVID protocol. Um, great. Okay, Tina Kerr. All right, please make, make my, my, my guests welcome. When I have, when I have dreams, uh, when I'm sitting down daydreaming, I dream of hosting my own show. So welcome to the Agu Ibruku Show at Jesus House, London. Okay, I'm just going to start, start with a quick one-minute uh, uh, shot. Tell us what your ministry is and what the ministry does. Good morning, everyone. Well, the ministry is Soul 100 Television, which was birthed out of Soul 100 Crusade Ministries. What it does at the moment um, is it's an online platform that is now looking for studio space to take it to the next level, where we creatively take the gospel to the nations, especially those who have not heard anything about the gospel. Uh, for example, like we create the program in such a way that if you could send an invite of a program to someone, it will get their attention because it's not the same old mummy and daddy saying you have to come. And so the creative has gone into different ways. We're always in search of testimonies that bring glory to God, bring attention to God, to show that God is still living and alive. And that is Soul 100 Television. Amen. Amen. And you, you, you of course, you, 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 you coordinate this with your lovely wife, Siam. Yes, yeah. And, and so we want to give a shout out to Siam. Go on. Siam, you want to rise so we can, we can appreciate you, Pastor Siam. Both of them together doing this, this, this awesome work. 
Um, Tola, will you tell us a bit about yours? The, the, yours also involved the metamorphosis, didn't it? It started as, well, go on, you tell us, you <laughs> yeah. tell us. Yes, you're right. So um, this is about um, What is wives. it called? It's called Wives with Wisdom. Wives with Wisdom. And it metamorphosed from Power of the Praying Wife. Still the same, we still focus on praying. We are a group of women, wives, who are passionate about fulfilling what God has called us to be as wives, um, living authentic lives as wives. So that doesn't mean perfection, obviously. That means being ready to self-reflect, grow, and lean completely on the wisdom of God. Um, we sort of believe, well, we believe that when the Bible says wives submit to your husband, it is often seen in a negative way. But we believe that what God is saying is submit unto me. Submit to your husband as if you are submitting to me. And therefore, God has called us into this role. God has called us into this position. And he helps make it easier, I believe. Okay, I'm going to ask questions, loads of questions on my mind. But Stephanie, let's go to you. So uh, my sister's keeper is a... Your sister's? My sister's keeper. Your sister's keeper. So it's taken from, you know, am I my brother's keeper? And the question we say is, well, yes, we are our sister's keeper. And it's a ministry set up to support young ladies find their way through faith. And the idea is, as women, we're looking often for sisterhood. Whether or not we find it is a different story. So it's a place where women can come and share their stories, understand the gospel, and grow up in their faith. Um, started probably around 2015. It's had different iterations, different ladies join, rejoin and move around. But right now we're sharing everything from identity, you know, competition and contentment, how to be bold of the gospel and things like that. Okay. Thank you. And Tinuke, Tinuke you actually are, are very involved in two ministries at the same time, in addition to all that you do here. Yes, I am. Um, I have two ministries. The first one is Shoshana Fellowship. Oh, that's the one that I read there. Yes, that yeah. was the one you called out. <laughs> and um, it's twofold. It's, the first part of it is for couples trusting God for children. And then the second part is for women who are hurting to pray along with them and then just to believe that they would have their children, they would be healed, and um, God would do things for them in their lives and just to hold on to the word. And then the second ministry is Purpose in Pain, which was birthed from when I lost my son. And... Um, I was amazed at the grace God gave me, and I just felt for so many people who I knew who had lost children and were struggling to bear with that or lost a loved one, not necessarily a, loved, a child, but a loved one. And um, with hindsight and with prayer and with a burden on my heart for with the amount of grace God gave me to go through that period, I just felt I needed to be there to support other people who might be going through that or who have gone through that, who are struggling. And as I kept praying, the Lord laid it on my heart to actually birth this ministry. And it's extremely fulfilling, both ministries. <laughs> wow. Okay, so I, I think I'll start with you and go, go around. So, um, of course, we remember um, when Jem Nipi went yeah. to be with the Lord. Um, and that was a painful time yeah. for all of us as a church. Yes, but what is fascinating is that out of that pain that you went through losing a young son, here is a ministry that has come forth that is going to touch other people who are going through, through pain. Um, how, how did you come to that point where you thought, I have to do this? Um, it was when, through the days, months, when we were, after we lost Germany, most especially from the first day, I just said to God that, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to, just not me, myself, my husband, and the children, that I need, we need grace. We need grace to see us through this. And it was amazing how God answered. And I remember when you came to see us, I said to you, I have tasted grace, I've seen grace, and I know what grace is all about. And every day I saw a new dimension of God's grace, and I just thought, Lord, this is amazing. And it made me realize and see God in a new and different way, which God unfolds himself to us daily. So through this difficult time, grace was made sufficient for us, and I was able to go through it. And then there were people I knew who had gone through, lost a loved one, 
And um, I just thought I needed to reach out to them. And that was during the pandemic, shortly after he passed away, was when they had the lockdown. So many people lost loved ones. And I kept hearing stories of people who had loved, lost loved ones and they were struggling. And it's funny, a few friends contacted me to speak to probably relatives of theirs, just to encourage them. And I found that very fulfilling, as I said. And I just thought that was what God would have me do. That was why he gave, made grace sufficient for us to go through that period that I need to pour this out to others as well, not just for me. Wonderful. 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 So, so Phil, 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 um, you and Siam are busy people. Um, you're both pastors in this church. Um, you serve on the leadership uh, team of this church, pastoral council. You're overseeing evangelism. That's who you are. Um, I've, got, I've got to tell you a story about Phil. He, he had an accident on the motorway. Um, I think you've damaged some ribs and all kinds of things. Um, and the ambulance came, and they were wheeling him into the ambulance. Guess what Phil was doing? He was preaching to the people who were taking him into the ambulance. How I many you know that's an evangelist? But you're doing all that stuff, and, and Siam is doing all she's doing with, with youth ministry here. Um, um, and both of you had, how many, how many, how many children? Yeah, we have seven, seven children. Seven yeah. children. That, that, how many know that's no mean feat? Seven children. Um, and loads of other stuff. So how do, how do you find the time to do all the Soul 100 stuff that you do? I think it's, um, uh, I think when Paul said it, it's laid upon me. Um, it is laid, um, or woe is me if I don't. Um, so even when there isn't time, time finds itself within the time. Um, it is stretching, um, but the commitment and the weight of the responsibility, we have no choice. It's, I suppose, an easy way of saying it is the journey of life here is an MOT test for where we're going. We're not actually yet on the motorway. Um, Jesus said, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So we're doing everything we can with everything that's within us to produce that will bring God glory. And then we shall see the end. Wonderful. All right, um, Tola, so this whole issue about marriage is a big thing for you. I know, I know that. Um, how do you attract women to, your, to what you're doing? Uh, um, and, and, and in real terms... Uh, have there been any results? And you don't have to go be specific, but you know, I just want somebody, somebody out there is listening, someone is going through a challenge in marriage. I know it's a big thing for you to minister to people who are going through a challenge in marriage. Um, and I just want you to speak to that person. Um, okay, so trying to answer your question. There are loads of questions loads in there. Of questions yeah, three, there. three questions, actually. Yeah. How do, we how do I attract? Well, I, I don't attract. I don't advertise. I don't, I don't often talk about it, to be honest. Um, I think word of mouth, probably. Yeah. People hear or they tell their friends. Well, actually, maybe because also it started with myself originally many years ago. I won't reveal my age here, but many years ago, a group of friends and I... 21. Um, <laughs> you look 21. <laughs> a group of friends and I um, came together and started praying together weekly and just looking at how, based on the power of the praying wife book by Stormy Omashin, just looking at how we can support each other to be the best wives, um, really just obey God and also knowing that as much as we all, well I came into marriage, very romantic idea about what marriage should be like um, but understanding that the reality of marriage is that there are ups and downs and how do you then navigate through those processes even though yes you love each other and all of that when you meet. So we started praying together and studying things together and remember one of the things that struck me, that one of things we talked about way back then that resonates with not just me, and that's in answer to your, how, one of the results. Yeah. Um, 
with so many of us that we've come together is one session we talked about forgiving our spouses, forgiving our husbands, and we had this debate about forgiving in advance. Make up your mind that you are going to forgive in advance. And there were two camps about that, but the conclusion was if we think about how God has forgiven us, because in marriage, not just the big issues, sometimes it's the little niggly things, it's the leaving things on the floor, it's the toothpaste the wrong way, and all those funny things that can be challenging when it builds up um, in addition to the big issues. But the little things for me personally, and a lot of us, helped uh, practicing forgiveness, practicing giving grace, practicing um, making excuses for your, your husband. Um, we often sort of operate in a way that um, if I do something, if I do something wrong, I have a reason for it. My intentions, I look at my intentions and I think, well, I had a good intention, I just made a mistake. But if, I, if my husband or my spouse, wife or husband, does something wrong, we often think, yeah, whatever you're saying, that's just an excuse. We don't often give them that same grace. Mm -hmm. So it's all of that where in those little things, in those living things of those daily niggly things, you practice forgiveness because when the big issue comes, and the big issue comes, trouble, God says that we will face trouble in this world. We will face a, trouble a lot in of marriage. A, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of us don't like that script. A lot of people well, don't like that scripture. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but this, say that again so that people hear that. <laughs> well, God says that we will face trouble. He says when trouble comes, I will help you. I will mm. be with you. So it's not if. So in marriage, there is up, there are ups, there are downs. How do we navigate? So I guess then coming to, well, that it takes two in marriage. It always takes two. Um, but if one person is doing what they can, the best that they can, in obedience to God, seeing it as um, fulfilling God's calling, at least on my part as a wife, mm. And if my husband is doing the same, then we'll have the best marriage. Or we, and we'll be able to tackle our differences, our issues, our challenges together. When we um, f look at the whole, uh, uh, this group, when we look at the whole ministry and what we do, primarily it's leaning on God for wisdom and praying for wisdom and being intentional on a daily basis. So obviously you have to have a close relationship with God. You yourself have to be with God and be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is saying. I'm not there yet, but we're growing. We all are. We all are. We all are. And then you also then have to um, appreciate that your partner, your spouse is human, is a child of God, and my role as a wife is to help him and pray for him is my first way of helping. It's my main way, to be honest, apart from all the other things. So praying for our husbands, praying for God for wisdom to navigate our, uh, our lives, praying for our husbands as those in authority over us so that we may have peace, maybe selfish as well, so that we may have peace, you know, in our lives. And obviously, having a relationship where you leave a legacy for your children are yeah. very passionate about that. Yeah. Um, the children are growing up, the next generation, and in some way, yes, I'm passionate about marriage, but I'm also passionate about what the children learn so that they can take it forward. Wonderful. Great stuff. Okay. Now, Stephanie, let me come to, let me come to you. Um, uh, with young people, there are a lot of pressures a lot of challenges um, and we've seen some of the results of it, the high incidence of mental health issues with young people. Um, your ministry is there to help young ladies navigate through life. Uh, out of your experience, you know, what have been the main issues that young ladies have to face and have to overcome? There's so many issues, I think, that we face as people, um, especially as young women, whether you're a young woman or an older lady, a lady, full stop. Um, it goes back to identity. 
I think oftentimes some of the reasons why we have challenges is that we forget who we are and what you know, God has said about us. The most important thing about any one of us is our faith, the fact that we believe and belong to Jesus Christ. What the world says about me doesn't even matter. But the most important thing is that I belong to Christ and that is what I can rest on and hold on to. Oftentimes we forget that and we hold on to what people say about us, what they've spoken to us, what they said behind our backs. And I think oftentimes as women, we're dealing with a lot of who can I trust? Who can I let my wall down with? You know, we're told to guard our hearts, Proverbs 4.23, but who am I guarding it from? And for many of us, we've been told lies about our character, about our images, about our reputation, and we buy those lies. So I think one of the issues we're trying to break down, actually delete, uproot, you know, supplant, is actually you are not what people say about you, you are what God says about you. Um, oftentimes, when we talk about mental health, we sort of link it to social media. But you don't have to look that far. When you think about some of the things your fathers have said to you, your mothers have said to you, that helpful auntie who sees you and just wants to always give you that word of encouragement that actually makes you feel less and less yourself. Those are the things that we are often pulling away from. So if I can encourage us, if I could say that, watch how you speak to the women in your lives. Watch how you encourage your sisters, your daughters, your friends. Words really matter. You know, if you're a believer and you're in this room and you have the Holy Spirit inside you, let the Holy Spirit guide you to lift women up. Don't pull them down. Don't give them something to think over and process and overthink for days, weeks, months. Give them a word. You know, again, if I can go even further, let's get rid of gossip. One of the challenges, I think, today is how much and how pervasive gossip is. I'm sorry, I'm going on a tangent now. It's so damaging to the soul. A lot of women and a lot of men have had to live their lives free of gossip and lies spoken about them that still clings to them like a monkey on the back. And I think if we could watch our words with people, if we could speak life over our women and our boys and our men and our ladies, we'd see a complete mind shift because a lot of it goes back to what people say about us and how it affects our identity. Thank you. Now, if I... If I um, thank you, Stephanie. Thank you very much. If I, if I asked um, um, randomly... Um, in all the, all, the, all the time, and you don't have to give the names of the people, any one of you, but just, just a bit of an anecdote, just a bit of you know, the, the, the story. All the time you've been in ministry, have there been one or two occasions where God has moved in the ministry and it's touched your heart and you've just thought, wow, you know, God, you did this. Yeah, so I'll throw it open to anybody. Just jump in, any one of you. Just... Just, you know, this, this, this is the beauty about personal testimonies. You don't have to name the people or anything. It could be Miss, Mrs. A or, or Mrs. Z or whoever. Yeah. Okay, go on. Tinike, you want to jump in? Yes. Um, in Shoshana, as I said, we pray for couples trusting God for children. And there's the particular lady who I'd been praying with before I actually started the ministry fully. So, so, so just so people understand that ministry comes alongside people who are trusting God to have a child yes. yeah and maybe yes. sometimes there have been challenges yes. and difficulties and mm. it, maybe it's just been longer than they yes. thought okay um, there have been quite a few and um, in the ministry so she had a child and I was just amazed that because encouraging her encouraging her to stand on the word and all and then just seeing her grow was just so encouraging, and then when she had her baby, I just thought, God, you're awesome. And there, there are quite a few other ones too that in the ministry that have gone through and had their babies, and just mind blowing that God, you're really awesome, and it strengthened my faith as well. Okay, and, and this is just a quick follow-on. I'm going to throw it open to everybody. What I asked first: How did you feel when that happened? When God came through? Was, was, I was overwhelmed and just um, amazed at God's love, and I felt like a mother whose child had given birth, and God just coming through, hearing the prayers for so many years, and being there with her, because she shared her, quite a few of them have shared their pain, their worries, their concern, spoken words like, oh, will they ever have a child, and just encouraging them that they need to think positively and speak positively, and then seeing, seeing that change, mindset change, and then seeing the manifestation of them get pregnant and actually give birth is just 
very, very amazing and overwhelming, as I said. And okay. just giving God the glory. Okay, we give God the glory. Okay, so any, any, any stories? Um, quick, quick ones, quick because ones. We're, okay, we're so, conscious of um, time. I remember uh, a particular lady. She actually was my tailor. She made clothes for me. She wasn't in the group. Um, but one of the times that I'd gone to Harford to have my measurements taken and all of that, um, we started talking about marriage, because she's a married woman. And I started asking questions. And for, you know, before I knew it, we were there for two hours, and she poured out her story. And she was going through some pretty challenging moments in her marriage. So I, I, mean, I talked, I shared, told her what we, you know, I believed, what God said. And um, she joined the group after that and started coming for, um, started joining the, the prayer groups and I keep in touch with her one-on-one. -on -one. And over the last four or five years, just seeing how her approach and her attitude changed. I mean, she wasn't doing anything wrong, but just having a, a clearer understanding of looking at this from a stance of God has called me here and just trying to obey God and seeing her marriage evolve, that was touching for me. Yeah. Um, and also when I speak to people one-on-one, -on -one, um, having a conversation and people saying to me, oh, I never thought of it that way. Um, that has really helped me now. I can overlook things. I can, I can forgive easily. I can you know, approach things in a different way is also something that really touches my heart. And, Wonderful. Um, yeah. Wonderful. Phil? Amen. Um, yeah, I know there are many, 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 many stories. Yeah, I'll, I'll say <laughs> Because I'll say I've quickly. been on this journey yeah. with you as well. This so it's been a wonderful 25 years, as, as I say. 25 years. Yes. Wow. I, I think you should appreciate yeah, You know, one thing, one thing, that obviously, that was a big statement um, because it's not a, it's not a shot dash. Um, all these um, brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters up here, they are in it for the long haul. Uh, this is what God has called them to do. Of course, there'll be changes because I remember you started with Power of a Praying Wife, which used to be one of my favorite. I just love the whole idea of these women galloping to pray for their husbands. Maybe because I'm on the other end as the husband. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, so, 25 years, we celebrate that, Phil. But over the yeah. 25 years, yeah. one, 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 one story. I'll, I'll link it to our subject matter. Um, we, um, my mind is blown, Siam's mind is blown, that we receive complaints from the public if the program's not on. That's like, if they knew what God, they had to, We know, have to like, celebrate that. You know, so so that's, that's the one thing. And I'd say the second thing, when we covered bereavement, I was surprised about the amount of people that called crying, saying that they'd just been freed from bondage. They were in it for 10 years and couldn't find a way to get through it. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll finish with like a New Year's Day program. I actually said, Lord, we need help. And then all of a sudden, three hours later, seven or eight people had sent in recordings that we could include in the program of their declarations for 2022. So in an instant, God caused the, the tree to grow, blossom, and have fruit. Wonderful. <laughs> Stephanie, any, any stories? Yeah, just a quick one. I think it was during the pandemic where we were doing Bible studies online on Zoom. And one of our topics, our topics are always headed, Christ has called us to dot, dot, dot. And the topic was, understand this grace. It's one of our beliefs in our uh, ministry. And I was really struck by how much we didn't understand grace, that grace is sufficient, it's satisfying, it lifts you, and it's topped up every single day. And I think at a time when we were feeling weakened, tired, frustrated, angry at times, that grace was really evident in the room. And I felt very humbled by it because I had a new understanding of how grace was helping to lift me through the pandemic and lift my sisters as well. So that was great. Wonderful. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm watching the clock and I'm thinking, oh, wow, we've run out of time. There are a few more questions. But I, 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 have you guys been blessed? Yeah. Yes? Okay. All right. So I, this, this is how I, I want us to end. I want you to just pray each person one minute um, a prayer. Um, I'd love you to pray for those who are believing God for children. Um, that we're just going to believe. We're going to join our faith 
yeah, those of you online and those of you here, and believe that from these prayers and this conversation, we're going to have some amazing testimonies. How many say amen to that? So I'd love you to pray for those believing God for children. I'd love you to pray for young ladies who are in a bad place, in a challenging and difficult place. Um, I'd love you to pray for marriages, um, that God will just move. And there's somebody out there who's, marriage, who's, who's given up until they heard you speak so that hope will rise. It's just a minute. So we, and Phil, I'd love you to pray for a harvest of souls in the new season. Um, that not just for Jesus' house, but for the body of Christ. So, can we go for it? One minute each. We're watching the clock. Go for it. Father, Lord Almighty, we just thank you, Lord our God, for your children. We thank you, Father, for the couples trusting you for children. Father, God Almighty, we lift them up before you this morning. We ask, O oh Lord my God, that you hear their hearts cry. You wipe away every tear, O oh Lord my God. We ask, Almighty and everlasting Father, that you who are God in their marriage, O oh God, will always be the firm foundation of their home. Father, we seal their marriage in the precious blood of Jesus, O oh Lord my God. Father, Lord Almighty, we just ask, O oh Lord my God, to do your healing work in their bodies, O oh God. Father, to heal where they need to be healed, O oh Lord. Father, God Almighty, we just ask, O oh Lord my God, to change mindsets, Almighty God, that your children start to see as you see, O oh God. Because, Father, you are a good and faithful God, Almighty One. Father, Lord Almighty, your desire is to bless each of your children with children, O oh Lord my God. Father, God Almighty, that their mindset will be changed, O oh God, their words will be changed, O oh God, to speak positively, think positively, Almighty and everlasting Father to know that what you have started in them, you are faithful to complete it. Every report or medical report that they've been given, Father, we reverse every report, O oh God. And Father, we speak healing into their bodies, O oh God. Yes, Father God Almighty, we thank you, O oh Lord my God, for conception of babies, O oh God. Yes, beautiful, Lord. healthy children. We yes, thank you for Lord. beautiful, healthy pregnancies, Almighty God, where your yes, children Lord. will blossom, as you have shown me. Father God Almighty, they will radiate, O oh God. Father, we thank you that they will give birth to healthy children, and we thank you for the medical team that would attend to them, O oh God, that you will handpick every single one, every step of the way. Father, we give all the praise and all the glory for the testimonies, O oh God. Yes, Lord. We give you praise for this, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Go on, Stephanie, you have one minute. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, your word says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Father, today we lift up every lady, every young lady in this room right now, in this auditorium, watching or listening online, and all the women in our lives that we can think of who are struggling inside of you. Those who are in faith, those who have fallen out of faith, and those who are just on a journey. Father, we pray for encouragement right now. We pray a breaking prayer that fear will no longer know them, Father. We pray for boldness. We pray for encouragement, Father God, that they'll begin to read, believe, and hear your word. Father, I pray that you lift up mentors. I pray that you lift up encouragers. I pray that you lift up friends who would go on a journey with those women, who would speak life over them, who would direct them back to the word, and who would train them and encourage them in the good news of the gospel. Father, today we pray for every woman right here in this room who feels on the edge of breaking down, of burnout, and of giving up. Father, we pray that their faith would be restored yes, and renewed. Lord. We pray, Father God, like the word says, when my heart is overwhelmed, that you would lead them to a place that is higher than they are, and that yes, place is Lord. found in the one and only Jesus Christ. Jehovah Nissi, we pray that you would become their banner right now. We pray that you would lift them, Father God. Put a new song in their lips, Father. Cause them to laugh. Cause them to smile. Cause them to dance. And I pray, Father God, as a result of today and this prayer, may there be a testimony on the horizon for those women. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 My Father, my God, I'm just so grateful to you. I thank you this morning. I thank you for every marriage that is represented here in this auditorium and every marriage that is represented by people watching online. Father, Lord, marriage is your idea, and you had a vision for it originally. Father, Lord, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus for every husband, for every wife, that you give them your vision for marriage in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, almighty God, I pray that where there, where there are stony hearts, where there are hard hearts, where there's unforgiveness, where there's trouble, where there's discord, where there's disunity, Holy Spirit, 
I ask that you lay your hands upon the hearts of the people in those marriages, upon men and upon women who are married to each other, oh God. Father, Lord, I pray that you help them, that you give them your vision, oh God, for each other, that you help them to see each other through your eyes in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray the balm of Gilead, oh God. God. Father, heal hearts, O oh God. Where there is, you know, hurt, Father, Lord, heal, heal hearts, O oh God. Help every husband, help every wife, O oh God, to see, O oh God, that as they walk in marriage in unity together, O oh God, that they are really advancing your kingdom against the plans of the enemy in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, Lord, I thank you because you know you have created us in your image and we walk towards that journey to become like Jesus. Help us in our marriages, oh God, to walk as you would do. Jesus, as would, as how Jesus would do, as how Jesus will act towards each other, oh God. Remembering your commandments to us, that we should love you first, but we should also love our neighbor as ourselves, our husband, our wives, our closest neighbor, oh God. Father, help us bring that alive in each and every heart, oh God, that we'll do it, we'll walk in our marriages, we'll love our spouses to the glory of your name as a testimony, as a testament of what you have ordained originally to the shame of the enemy in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Father, today, you who see all things, it says in Psalms 136, Lord, to him alone who doeth wonders, your mercy endureth forever. So, Father, in faith, we ask right now that you, from the boardroom of heaven, would issue a command, Lord, for a new season of salvation, O God. May it come as an endemic, O Lord. May it come as a salvation-demic, O God. May it hit this country like it has never hit before, O God. May man, woman, boy, child stand still at this time, O God. And hear the Holy Spirit whisper in their ear, it is time to seek your maker, O God. Lord, may eyes open, O God, ears open, may bodies straighten up, may minds come back to order like the prodigal son, O God, who came to his senses. We declare, decree, and prophesy today in the name of Jesus that the UK will come to its senses and understand that there is a God that rules from heaven, oh God. And Lord, we ask now that you would breathe upon us, Lord, with that latter rain, oh God. Let there be a change. Let there be testimony. May today mark a memorial in the spirit that we will recognize that today a command was issued from heaven and there will be change. There will be saved. There will be salvation. There will be healing. There will be testimony. There will be breakthrough. And may there be fire that is evident on each and every one of us, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen and amen. Amen. Well, go on. Let's, let's appreciate uh, um, one by one, uh, Detala, wives, wives with wisdom. Go on, appreciate Detala. Um, Tinuke, the Shoshana Fellowship. Um, Stephanie, my sister's keeper. Um, and uh, Phil and Siam, Soul 100. Go on, appreciate them as they, as they go back to their seats. Go on, church, you can do better than that. Hallelujah. I took a prayer walk this morning. Um, I, uh, um, yeah, I took a prayer walk this morning. I'm killing two birds with one stone. I'm trying to slow down the aging process by exercising. Um, and then also um, praying. It allowed me to pray. Thank you. And um, on the prayer walk, uh, the Lord started to speak to me. Um, and I remember getting home and telling Shola that this is what the Lord laid on my heart. And he spoke to me out of Isaiah, the sixth chapter and you know this you know the story um the prophet isaiah's encounter with god um specifically he spoke to me out of verse eight of that uh chapter isaiah the sixth chapter and verse eight said also i heard the voice of the lord saying whom shall i send and who will go for us i actually had the scripture in in my in my spirit 
Um, and then the prophet said, then I said, here I am, send me. And, and I thought it was apt that God was speaking to me on that prayer walk um, from this scripture. Because I felt that part of what today is about is God challenging some of us. Not all of us um, will have ministry in that way uh, on our hearts. Um, not all of us will have enough of a burden for uh, wives and marriages to start a ministry, wives with wisdom. Um, and not all of us will have the passion um, that Phil and Siam have that has birthed Soul 100 with crusades and, and now with a television station of its own. I, I mean, that, that's a lot. takes a lot of commitment. Um, and um, not all of us have lost a loved one and have been led to set up um, a ministry um, to reach out to those who have. And even those of us who might have, have not been called to that. Um, and not all of us might be called to reach out in the way that Stephanie is. But I believe that a lot of us are called to do so many things. I mean, there are many more examples we could have brought out, out here. Um, Pastor Dan really runs Grace to Graces. Um, a, dot, a daughter of mine, Lillian, runs a, an amazing, powerful ministry um, around, around prayer, um, a ministry that God laid on her heart while I was preaching a message called uh, The Life-Defining Prayers. And I, I'm sure you remember I told you the story about how we prayed, young 20-something-year-olds, and God defined our lives from that season of prayer. And she started a ministry um, that you know, spreading, spreading around the world in terms of those who are involved. Um, so I, f I feel that today God will be saying to so many of us, there is something in you, there is some experience you have been through, there are some circumstances that you, that you have come through, and there's a grace or a gifting that I have given you that is, more than, that is much more than just you. Um, and there's a ministry that comes out of that. And one thing we are determined to do here in Jesus' house is release those ministries. And that's really what the greenhouse community is about. And just going to talk through um, that, the greenhouse community. I think they, ha they have a, um, a slide that they will put on the screen um, as I speak that talks about that. Um, and what is, what is the... What is the, the, the catchphrase for the greenhouse community? It's engage, equip, and release. Yeah? So that's the, what we want to do. We want to engage people um, who have that calling in their hearts. We want to equip them, um, uh, and then we want to encourage them as they are released uh, into ministry. Now, what are the next steps for, for us um, as we launch today? Well, in April, we, we start a six-week training program. Yeah, we want to pour out as much information into people. Now, all these people we saw up here are really pioneers. They started their ministries without any of the help that we are offering now. They just took a step of faith. They, along the, they, they were learning along the way. Uh, but we're, we're wiser now. We understand that this is part of God's end-time move to release the body of Christ to carry the message of Christ and the love of Christ in a, in a practical way. And so we want to stir the waters uh, and, in, and release more people. So we, ha we have a six-week training program where we just equip those who have a burden for ministry. Um, part of what we intend to do is to bring, bring people who are already out there in ministry. There's a wonderful girl, Shola, and I met at, at, at supper um, on Friday um, who uh, was in a final year at Oxford University, went to do her dissertation in Uganda, um, and then, you know, had an experience with God, and right there and then started a ministry. It's called Zena, isn't it? Started a ministry in Uganda to, to get women um, out of poverty by equipping them with entrepreneurial skills, and she raises the money for the ministry. Half, part, part of her funding comes from 
jewelry that the women make, which she sells. Jewelry that is being worn by some, some top pop stars and you know, all kinds of people. Um, and that raises money for the ministry. They're, 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 there's a lot of ministry in the body of Christ that we must release. Uh, the, the work of, of the kingdom is not going to be done just by the church in the way we see the church. It's going to be done by the church being released into ministry. So we will, we will get special guests. We're hoping she, she will be our first guest uh, to come and just talk to those who have a passion for ministry um, in May. In June, we would have finished the training and will commission uh, the first batch of people um, into ministry. We also will provide online resources for all those who are part of this community. Uh, we, we are planning regular social and networking functions um, for them as well. Um, what will the training look like? There are, there are a number of things that we will deal with in the period that we are training and equipping the people um, we'll, we'll look at what a healthy parachurch ministry, that's what these ministries generally are called, parachurch ministries. They come alongside the church um, to do ministry. Um, we'll look at what a healthy one looks like. We'll look at um, the dynamics between the local church and the ministry um, so that people understand what each one does. The local church is not trying to take over any of these ministries, doesn't want to brand them with the name of the local church. As in Jesus' house, we are very secure, um, so we want to encourage these ministries. You know what my dream is? My dream is to sit here one day and look at a whole breadth of ministries that are larger than Jesus' house, have more, more material resources than Jesus' house, are doing what Jesus' house couldn't do in certain areas, and that is the mark of success. Um, and so... You know, we haven't started a television station yet here in Jesus' house, but Phil and Siam have started one. Uh, how many know that, 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 that we celebrate that? Yeah? Um, and, 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 and whatever else whatever else comes from it. So we want to teach about the dynamics. Um, we want to teach about how to build a Christocentric organization or ministry. Christ is at the center of all we do. Thank God for all the, all the people who are doing good works all over the world. And we celebrate the good works. But there's a difference in that our good work has Christ at the center of it. Yeah, and, the, and the ultimate aim is to preach the gospel in whatever way, show the love of Christ in a practical way, touch lives in a way that will bring people to know our Lord and Savior. We teach about succession and mentor, mentorship. And then we teach about money. You know, how to raise money, how to handle money with integrity, how to create a system uh, where... Uh, legal and compliance at the center of the system because the enemy trips people up in this area. We also treat, talk about strategic partnerships, um, how we can um, leverage on relationships we have, be blessed by the relationships that, that we have in Jesus' house, and we can open up to, you, to most of those who are there, and the importance of strategic partnership. Uh, we, talk, we teach about how to communicate the message of the gospel in what you're doing, and then we have a session where we talk about how to harness technology and especially social media um, to bring all that to pass. And um, this is really the first strand of our new that is hitting the ground running. And so we want to celebrate um, those who've worked hard behind the scenes to, to make it happen. A team of uh, four people have largely driven this uh, from nothing till when it's arrived, uh, where, where it's arrived. Um, including putting together the database and everything that they've put together. And so I want to appreciate uh, my wife, uh, Shola, um, her passion for this. Um, it's, it's interesting because, because um, for her, it was also doing what we were already doing. Now, everyone knows we, Shola and I co-founded a charity called Bright Futures for African Children. Um, and I'm sure when they teach fundraising, you know, the way we raised funds initially for Bright Futures was um, Shola um, ran marathons um, and I cheered her on. And, and, and my friends sponsored all of us. For, but I said to her, I said, I said, you run the marathon, I will leverage my relationships. Um, so she ran, I leveraged my relationships, and that's how we kick-started Bright Futures. Um, so I want to thank Shola for putting this together. I want to thank um, um, Pastor Funke, a princess as I call her, 
for giving herself to this. Um, they all shaped it together. Um, and we want to thank um, a veteran. Um, this has this, this been his life. This is what he has done for the last 20, 25 years thereabouts. Um, and he brought all his experience to bear in this field. Reverend Yemi Adejiji. We want to appreciate Revy. Um, Revy in green. Actually, he's wearing the green of the, of the greenhouse today. And then a young lady who's been the administrative hub and has brought in what, what youth brings in in terms of energy um, into this. Uh, I want to appreciate Renoir. I don't know if Renoir is here. Um, if she's not, I want to appreciate her. Okay, okay, she's at the back in, in multimedia. Renoir, thanks a lot for everything that you do. Know, this, this, is, this, is this is commitment. She serves in multimedia, but she, has a, she had a passion to help birth the greenhouse community, and she gave herself and brought in, you know, an organizational mind. Um, and so we appreciate Renoir. And then all the others who have helped in, in one way or another, we want to say thank you um, for this. So you want to find out more about the greenhouse community, um, please... Um, email greenhousecommunity at jesushouse.org.uk. Hallelujah. And so, Father, we commit the start of this community into your hands. You asked, whom shall I send who will go for us? We hear that call from you. And we say, Father, some of us have volunteered to be sent. Uh, volunteered to be sent as Soul 100, my sister's keeper, wives with wisdom, the Shoshana Fellowship, and many others, Heavenly Father. And Lord, may, may, may our testimony at Jesus' house be that this community grew and grew and, and, and got deeper in you, more impactful as many more stepped out into a ministry calling that you have placed on their lives. Father, we thank you. And Lord, we bless you. And so, Father, we ask, O oh God, for your blessing upon this community as it comes to be birthed today, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, and together we say, Amen and Amen. amen.